Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. This is Wade from Wade's Comic Madness in Levittown, PA, and I just been blacklisted like a motherfucker. What's this shit I hear somebody else took my fucking line for putting a bumper with curse words in it? I am the one who started that. Fuck that. And? Who are you? I'm Chad from the Comic Letter, and you've been blacklisted. Thank you. Greetings, true believers. Greetings, Stan true Lee believers. here, welcoming Stan you here. to the latest harrowing the adventure. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Dubious. Black. Listed. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Fade the Black, sanctioned by Black Listed Podcast. Commencing at the siren, there will be no holds barred. Anything and everything will go down. And now, here is your blacklisted true list. Check it out for those that know me. Welcome to welcome me back. Real slick beside the others. Straight up and down. Yo, you know what I'm about. Fade the black. Newbies Black Chaos, the Midnight Syndicate for the Blacklist Podcast. And we are doing a special episode on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Disney Plus series Loki. By now, we've probably all seen the movie, and then we wanted to give you our take on what we pulled from said movie and TV show. And that show starred Tom Hilson, Sophia DiMartino, Owen Wilson. Dr. Raw. Uh, Jonathan Majors, who came in as a great surprise in the last episode. And Tara Strong, that cast told me was Miss Mitz. I didn't know who Miss Mitz was. And uh, what was the name we were trying to remember? Mumi Musaku. So, what was your take on this show when, when it came out? You know, I was expecting myself that by the trailers that we've seen uh, oh this is just going to be Loki time hopping through different parts of what went down in American history Yeah, that's I'm glad I was wrong yeah that's sort of what it looked like it's sort of like, like he was going to be uh, time traveling because he had the time stone right and then he appeared to be DJ Cooper yeah D.B. Cooper D.B. Cooper but um and also I wanted to see what the human quote unquote human emotion that he was gonna go through because so far that's with the some of these the last two uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows like uh, WandaVision dealt with grief and then uh talking to when the soldier does with racism. Yeah. Which is definitely human condition. Racism and the sense of belonging. Yeah. You know? And uh, to me, uh, this one for Loki, I, I believe, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say acceptance, but I also acceptance and self-identity. Yes, I believe, and, and you nailed it. He went through the whole seeing Loki through the cinematic lens from the first time we meet him. We go, you know, Loki's again. Marvel takes these villains. But he, they, just like they do their heroes, they put that human touch to it. 
He's not. He think he played. He even said it in this show. I just play the role of a villain because I just want people to notice me. Yeah, I want people to notice me for me. And that Loki basically was a prize of war. Yeah, he was. They, you know, Odin conquered Jotunheim, took the casket of eternal winners. Then he could, out of all the people, you can't tell me that Odin didn't know who Loki was. Loki was. King Laufey's son. He took the king of Jotunheim's son as a fucking slash trophy, yeah. a treasure, and a hostage. And then never told this kid who thought he was going to grow up to be the king of Asgard one day, you will never be the king of Asgard because you're not one of us. And it seems like everybody in Asgard, they're just as guilty except for Thor. Thor's ignorance was because it was all about Thor. And what else would Thor as a child and as an adult would think about if it's all about him from day one? He ain't gonna think about nobody but himself. So Loki was always on the outside looking. Where you're talking about a race of people who prided being a warrior and your physical prowess in battle. Loki was a trickster and a magician taught by the magic arts by Frigga. Yeah. Frigga was the only person that he really attached himself to because Loki kind of uh, Loki was kind of ignored by Odin yeah and Thor just treated him as his punk little brother, little brother. then Thor's tough friends treated him as like Thor's punk little brother well, yeah and then when he get, meets Frigga Frigga's teaching him magic Frigga's showing him attention Frigga's showing him love Frigga's treating him like a son like a son even though she's part of the lie because we can't excuse the fact that she never came out and uh, told him the truth, but that was not her job, her space. No. She was the queen, that was the king's job. Mm-hmm. So, in the first Thor movie, going chronologically, Odin got what he deserved because Loki did everything he did to get Odin's attention, to yep. get Odin's love, to get Odin's acceptance. He even says that at the very end, I did it for you. I wanted to erase this race of monsters to prove that I was worthy in your eyes. Even though he was causing genocide of his own people. That's crazy. That's insane. But you drew, you you know, Odin driven Loki to that point. And then having to live under the shadow of Thor. That didn't help. So then when you got the Avengers happen. He goes to the, the next person who sees him worthy of something. And the next person he sees worthy of him is Thanos. Surprise, surprise. The most dangerous guy in the galaxy tells Loki, you're worthy of something. I'm going to yeah. give you this scepter, and I'm going to give you an army. I want you to conquer the Earth to get them ready for when I finally decide to get down. If I feel like it's in my heart, I'll let you have Earth as a fucking trophy. Mm-hmm. So of course he's gonna do it. He's not doing it because he's being malicious. He's not doing it because he's evil. He was accepted, at least in his eyes, by Thanos. And it was gonna be rewarded. He was gonna get something. A kingdom yeah. that he thought he supposed to have gotten when he went Asgard. Of course, we know how things work out. And then you go to Thor 2. The Dark World. The Dark World. He's stuck in a prison. As Loki, as Odin would see it, he was treating Loki as, uh, you know, sight unseen. Yeah. If I just lock you up, you don't exist. Yet, Frigga was visiting him on the day. Thor wasn't even visiting. Frigga still treating him like uh, the sun. The sun, human, well, quote unquote human, but yeah, sun. And just telling him, maybe if you apologize to Odin, he'll let you out, you know, and why should I apologize to a guy who claimed he was my dad and lied to me all this time? So they, he, he had a point there. But then, where we see also in the, the, the television show, when Loki tells Curse and the other Dark Elves, if you take the stairs to the left, 
and he went not Loki not knowing that Frigga was there with Jane because he was basically saying fuck you kill Jane yeah kill Jane but and they ended up killing his mother instead mm-hmm. now Loki now has to live with the fact that not only did he have a failed coup on Earth and he had a failed uh, coup in Asgard before that before that and now he's the, if you want to call it revenge of for Thor or whatever. By hurting Jane. Hurting Jane. None of it worked. And of all the people that loved you, yeah. the only person that loved the you. The only person that loved you. You crossed your head. Yep. So he's going around feeling a certain kind of way now. And he, and he has to put up the facade that I don't care. And he even put up a fucking image that he showed that he didn't care. That he was crimped and proper and everything was clean and tidy. Yeah, his whole... Uh, Jarcel, and then in reality he was fucking right because he knows what he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and so then you you move into the fact that they escape uh, with the help of Loki. Thor escapes Asgard, goes to Earth to fucking stop the Dark Elves from doing what they do. Loki, of course, he had a fucking plan that he wanted to fake his own death. Fakes his own death. Thor does his shit on Midgard, Earth. Loki does his shit on Asgard and somehow manipulates Odin off of Earth and takes his place. Mm-hmm. So. And then he poses as Odin. And poses as Odin. And what does he do? You would think for someone that they built up, at least that you think they built up as a character. Okay, now he's posing as Odin. He could use all the, uh, the, the the mighty might of Asgard to conquer Earth, to conquer any of the nine realms. He does none of that because he has what he thinks he wants, which is the throne of Asgard. It's not even that either. If you look at it, simpler than that. He poses as as Odin, and what does he do? He builds statues of Loki. Yeah. And has plays written about Loki to rewrite history to tell the people of Asgard Loki was the true hero. Yeah. And people love it. They're like, you know what? If Odin is saying that Loki is the true hero, who are we to fucking say he wasn't? Then who comes and fucks up the lie? Thor escapes and comes back. Thor shows everybody that Loki lied. But the sad part is, Loki had all that power in his grasp, and he could have conquered planets. He could have conquered realms, but instead he just wanted his people, he just, his adopted people, to, yeah. to love him. And he never got it. He never got any love. That's the key word. Loki, the series, is also about love. And ironically enough, the only person that can love Loki is Loki. Yeah, the only person that he loved was himself. Which was, yeah, it was just pretty ironic, and I thought it was well written. So you move from that to Thor the uh, Ragnarok. It is inscribed even in the ancient text that the character Loki, who is the, uh, the Norse people's version of the devil, that he was going to cause the downfall of Asgard and cause Ragnarok. And Ragnarok is nothing but renewal because it goes in a circle. Yeah. So, and and what has what does the circle have? It, has, it doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have a middle, and it doesn't have an end. It just continues. So you got Loki and Thor now, who is now the monkey and the wrench. They realized they both were lied. Odin had a daughter, and Hela shows up. So Hela's conquering realms, the the realms that they conquered. With Odin. And in my opinion, if you look at the veiled references, and they're veiled because Marvel likes you to learn things on your own, where Hela even says, Why stop at nine? We can conquer the galaxy. They got to the point where I think Odin felt a little something weird. He felt guilty. And it wasn't like he was giving the autonomy back to the nine realms and conquered. Yeah. He just assumed, you know, enough's enough. Either that, or the weapon that he used, besides Hela and the Monier, because Hela was the fucking wielder of Monier, I believe, in an untold story, which will come eventually, how did Odin conquer all these realms? 
with just Hela and her undead army? Odin had the Infinity War. Why would he build it? Why would he have it built by the Dark Elf, by, by the fucking E-Tree and his people to build a gauntlet and say, I'm going to put it in my treasure chest just because? Because Hela said it was fake. That means it didn't have the stones in it. That's the only fake thing about it. I believe Odin had three, one to three of those stones. He didn't have a full gauntlet because he would have went crazy god mad like Thanos I think he had enough of these powers, especially the power stone. And, and I think he had the ether, because that's what his dad had. Yeah. And uh, he had to at least have the tesseract, because that's part of their mythology. The ether and the power stone. He had to have those three to conquer the nine realms. And once Hela got too powerful and too blood hungry, Odin used the Odin Force to trap her and her forces underneath of Asgard. Not the smartest move, but a move nonetheless. And once Odin finally gives up the ghost, literally, Odin is the most powerful being in the universe, but he decides to let Loki take over. They never really tell you how he did it, nor should they, because I think Odin wanted him to take over. He finally gave Loki what he wanted. And that all the guilt for thousands and thousands and thousands of years that Odin went through for how he got that power. Because you notice when when Frigga died, Odin didn't shed a tear. He was just more about killing the Dark Elves, trying to impress his dead dad. I'm going to do what you didn't do, dead dad. I'm going to take this no different than Loki. I'm going to do what you didn't do, Odin, and kill all the Yogas. So then you go... Loki finds out and, and Thor find out that they both were lied to by the dad. Then the dad tells him, oh, but when I die, you know, you can build Asgard here. Asgard's done. He told him, Asgard is going to crumble. But you can build it here. Norway. I mean, just, why not take other people's land? We learn that. We learn how that works in fucking Doctor Winter Soldier. So... They do that and, and they go through the shit with Hella. And but one thing you get out of that story, besides Hella showing up, Hella has to Loki has to kickstart Ragnarok by stealing the fucking crown of Sultan and Fire Demon. Loki is finally learning that Thor does not dislike him, that Thor loves him. And Thor tells him that. Like, dude, every time I try to want to do something good for you, you go back to the same standard fare of you're, you're conniving on something, yeah, and you're trying, to, you're trying to steal something. Stab him in the back. And you're going to stab me in the back, and you go round and round. They always talk about circles when it comes to Loki because he keeps chasing his own tail. And every time he does something, it comes and gets him in the butt, and that's how that show ends. So, even when Loki is trying to fucking wink and wink change his stripes he can't help being what he is yeah that's my logic on that and i think that uh that when the series starts we are dealing with a loki from the avengers we're we're dealing with a variant which word was being now used of loki that he's not the one that learned anything. Yeah, he's not the one that learned anything. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So technically, he's not the one that basically gets killed by them. Right. Because he shot, like, not getting into the show. Right. When um he gets captured, uh. Because of him being a brand, and then him actually fracturing a time, creating another timeline that he picked up by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, and they basically tell him, uh, no, the Avengers were supposed to do what they were supposed right, to do. Right, so they didn't crack nothing. When you stole it, more or less, more or less, when you stole a Tesseract and started doing whatever you did, then that branched off. That's when we had to come and get you. So there is a different one. So now they gotta teach him 
I, I guess even but more or less it's just the the, the show is the story of him have I guess trying to learn a lesson right and but the lesson I think he learned on the show was he had a bit of self-discovery literally where he watched in a loop there's that circle again because Tom Grant's authority did everything on fucking tape. Uh-huh. So when he's watching that tape in a circle, he sees all the shit that his future self is going to come to. And everything happens. The main thing that all that encompasses Loki's life, there's only one definite thing that positive happens. Loki loses all the time, and he makes everybody that he fights better. That is the only thing a Loki is good for. And according to the time parents authority, that's all Loki would ever do. He is going to lose, he's going to turn on somebody, and everybody's going to rally up Avengers, Thor, or anybody else, yep. and they're going to come back, and they're going to be the better for it. And Loki is going to always be back down to square one until his tape ran out. His tape ran out as Thanos broke his neck. Yep. And it was like, nah, there's no, no coming back. No coming back from there. <laughs> and the other thing uh, that is brought up a lot by Loki is his glorious purpose. And in his mind, he thought he had one. That's it, the sad part is, he does not. Yeah, because he's like, no, I, I control. And basically, he was just like, no, I control what I do. And then once he gets to the TVA, he starts to see, because, like, he sees Tesseract, or he sees other Infinity Stones, and, like, just in somebody's desk drawer, and as if they're, like, baubles or whatever. Right. Once he starts to see some of the stuff that the TVA are doing, it's like he no longer, he's like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what. Why do I need the, the, those things? Just the fact that the fact that he and his people assumed to be gods on Earth because of their way more powerful than regular human beings. So that's already supplanted in his subconscious that he's better than regular human beings. Yeah. Then he figures if I'm better than a regular human being, I'm a god, and I have ultra godlike powers with the tesseract or any of these infinity stones. I'm even more of a god, but then I'm here at the TVA, and they treat me like I'm trash, my powers don't work, and the fucking Infinity Gems are fucking paperweights. Yeah, and the, the ultimate power that I know of, of course, the Infinity Stones, yeah, they're basically no more than paperweights, so it's... And, and it turns out the guy who's basically skipping around, obviously, the ultimate power is he, you know, he, who was his, what did he call himself? Uh, he who's at the end, or? He, he, he who remains. He, he who remains. Yeah. And we all know that's Jonathan Majors. He's eventually going to be Kang the Conqueror, yeah, Rama Tut. Yeah, the uh, he who remains. His great, 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 great grandfather of Reed Richards, if they're going to still go to comic book route. But I thought it was a good idea of when it came to variants, different versions of a character from a different timeline and a dimension, making a female Loki, having her wanting not to be a Loki by changing her name to Sophie. Yeah, to Sylvie, yeah. Sylvie. And then you had, like, the other Lokis Cause, that were pruned. Because you had, um... Yeah, because that was the other thing, because also, part of the TVA, uh, you had Owen Wilson is Mobius. Mobius. Mobius B. Mobius. Mobius. No, excuse me. Mobius M. Mobius. But then again, who knows? Maybe there's variants of him. He is a variant. Yeah. So, uh, you mean just a. And where did you hear the word Mobius before? It could be. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about time. Yeah. Tony Stark broke the time travel conundrum with the Mobius strip. Yeah, with the Mobius strip. And there you go. They were, they were, again, Marvel impresses me by seeding us with shit that, giving us stuff we didn't think we wanted and needed, but we got. Mm-hmm. So, again, Loki meets Sophie, and that 
variant Loki meets another variant Loki, that caused the split in the, in the time continuum, the main time continuum. Then having them not just meet, but to team up, that caused the split, but it turns out that we know, again, fast forwarding, that Kang, I'm going to use Kang, yeah. knew this was going to happen. Because he wrote it. It's all written down. Yeah, it's all written down. Uh, it was also, uh, he's also at least a bit of a color scheme. It was either that, it was either between that, as far as the king that you know, or it was also parts of like a mortise. Right. Always purple, greens, and blues. And, um, then also as far as for the head, so quote unquote head, of the TVA, or at least as high as you can go with or the time out lord. meeting the Time Lords, or no, Time Lords is Dr. Luke. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, is uh, the three statues is Ravona Renslayer, and that right there, if you know your comics, she's if you want to call it the girlfriend, the love interest, of or love interest of Kang. And then, of course, she's played by Google and Boston Raw. And I like the fact that she was... We work in the real world. Now, when you think about this show, is it the real world? Yeah. But uh, we work in a real world where people are just... You you, you live... You, you work with the propaganda. You know people who follow that propaganda lockstep. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much proof it is that this propaganda is bullshit, they will follow it to the letter because that's all they know. That's all they know. And it's their it's part of their identity and if they don't and have once, that and once that finally loosens their their reality is falling apart. And they can't handle that. So and that's why I think when she said the only person that has freedom of choice is the person who created freedom. And I think she left looking for Kenny. Mm-hmm. Because I think she knew always in her own mind that knew that this time variance authority, the heads of it, was bullshit. Because when they destroyed the robots, yeah, she didn't seem too upset about it. Yeah, and the fact that when you get pruned, you're not being killed. You're not being killed. You're, you're just, sent to some weird dark dimension. Yeah, you're just being. Uh, I don't want to say displaced, but I can say that that's a good. Well, yeah, displaced to another. Dimension, it's almost so like a, a dimension of garbage. It's almost like, you know, Shakar. And, and sadly, that's where all the other Lokis live. And all the other Lokis did similar things that the Loki that's the star of the show did. Yeah, and, and today, at some point, they even asked, well, how did you get here? Because, uh, well, some of the other Lokis, you had, um, besides Sylvie, you had Kid Loki, who basically he was a king. Who killed his brother. Yeah, I was gonna say, and he created his Nexus event by killing Thor. Then he had uh, a like a boastful Loki, which uh, if I remember, remember correctly, that was the black Loki. Black Loki. Uh Yobia Aferio. And then you had a uh, black the, the, I think he got caught because he tried to make his own moan, yeah. Yeah, classic Loki. He got then, caught because he wanted to visit his brother. He missed. He missed Thor. But that's the thing, because like part of it was when he, because uh, he kept. He said he kept running and kept running. Yeah, they couldn't catch him. And then he hid. So then they stopped chasing him. It was when he came out of hiding. Of hiding. He Thor. The, yeah, the store is when they was like, oh no 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 no. We were fine with you just being gone. And once you once you once you reappear, you now we gotta get up. you. And that was also played by Richard E. Grant. So again, this show is well, and, and not shocked at all right now. Marvel writes really good TV shows, and when you uh, do your own investigating, watching this stuff, that's the fun part because you find. The, the Easter eggs of shit that you didn't even know existed in these shows. But the fact that Mobius and Mobius told Loki, you're your own worst enemy. No matter what happens, no matter what you do, you will your pride will be your downfall. And so when 
the television show's main Loki decides not to take the damn bait to run the time variance authority with Sylvie. And and he finally basically confesses his love for himself within Sylvie. Yeah. Which I think is great. Some people are like, oh that's incest. No. They're not brothers and no. sisters. He's in love with himself. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, and it's right on the nose, if not down your throat. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just one. another version of himself from another world. Yeah, the only person that Loki really that, loves And is the only himself. person that he could respect is himself. And what would, what would a Loki do? Turn it on. And that's exactly what she did. Yep. She kicked him to the curb, sent him back to the TVA. She created their version of Ragnarok, so now she's ta- starting the time brand the time brand war. And but again, at least with uh Loki with that being that now parts of the Disney Marvel shows will be affecting what goes forward and even into the MCU. Right. Anything that happens, I'm not I'm not saying bring back people who died. Yeah. Tony Stark should stay dead. Tony Stark should stay dead. Sadly, the Black Panther that we know of is won't dead. come back right. because of. But there can be another one. Or it's a variant or a time split or whatever. Killmonger could come back. Killmonger can come back as a good guy. Yeah. Because in and his is in his world, he was the Black Panther and a good guy if T'Challa in his world could have been the villain. Yeah. But any so basically anything and see this is another thing with all those time splits because uh like with the end of uh Endgame when uh Cap the, uh, he, he said he lived he lived he left he lived his whole life right with Peggy who's to say that that that's a different time. that's a different like, who's to say that's a different timeline right right that could have been the same timeline. That's why the time Barons never stepped in. It ain't like he caused them. He's... I mean, you gotta really take this with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. Cap went back, stayed with Peggy, stayed out of trouble, never did any superheroes all that time because Captain America doesn't become a kid out of the damn ice until 2012 or something like that. Yeah. So, he had to allow all that to happen. The Battle for New York, all this other stuff had to happen. Even though he lived it, he had to let this other Steve Rogers live. So, that's... Who knows? We might get a fucking change on that but when What If comes out. And, yeah. and any other show that comes out. Because, uh... And here's, here's another way that the, 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 the time splits can happen. Technically, uh, was it? Uh, when Endgame happened and a snap happened, all the Infinity Stones got destroyed. Well, they, well, their energy self right. can't destroy energy. Just, 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 just dissipates. Uh, whatever. But as far as the physical part of it, now, let's say that a variant of whatever comes and gives Doctor Strange time stone back. Leading I into think this Loki who survives the TV show is going to end up in Multitude of Madness. He's got the time stone. They've seen him still, but yeah. they never took it from him. They took he gave them the test rack back and yeah. figured it didn't work. But we never seen him give the time stone back. Who's to say he doesn't keep that, make a cameo and, and gives it to Doctor Strange because he knows Doctor Strange is the only one that knows how to use the power. And and this Loki's learning something. Yeah. And he's gonna need it because Wanda's gone cuckoo bananas. Yeah, and while and why I like Sylvie as she is, she also looks like she was uh, partly enchantress. Because that's what her powers were. Yeah. It's like, so, what's to say that a time slip or a variant or whatever of her is an enchantress? Who's to say she doesn't become the enchantress herself? Yeah, it's just re- because re- why would she want to go around being a Loki? I mean, because Loki's gonna be pissed with her. Yeah, just re- and she never again changing herself to Sophie was enough self hate mm-hmm. that she tried to change her identity. You can't hide from the fucking time brands authority forever. Changing your name ain't gonna do it. She did that despite any other Loki to say I'm better than you and I don't want to be a Loki. Yeah, and just uh, just like how um. 
this version of Kang, let's just call him that, he said that he was the most benevolent benevolent of all of the... There's worse versions of him out there. Yeah, there was worse versions of him out here. Then, um, they also said that, that, like, there was also some other Lokis in there that weren't, like, some of the main ones we saw, but, like, for, like, that one battle, we saw President Loki. Right. And then they said that he was the most... And it wasn't just all the people around him were Lokis, too. Yeah. That motorcycle helmet, horns and shit, like, this, like handlebars and shit. I'm kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, and alligator Loki. Right. And they even, um, they even had, which this I didn't know, they showed Throg. Yeah, he's stuck in a jar. Which was voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that was him? And that's, uh, at least that's what I read, so... The officer, so, yeah, you said him, the alligator. Yeah, was buried under the ground. Yeah. But it's just like... Again, when it comes to those little fucking Easter eggs... I just think when you watch... They, they kind of say... Marvel has the power now to say what is canon and what is not. So they kind of say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of not canon. Yet, you're going to take Diego but, Luna's character, Ghost Rider, and make a movie out of it. So, but, as rumor has it, that's what they're doing. Yeah, but there's also parts of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that led into uh, was it Civil War? Civil War. Parts of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. led to uh, no, led to Age, uh, Age Ultron. Yeah. And then, with the, with the uh, Nick Fury getting back to Helicarrier and shit. Yeah. So you can't not just say this happened. And this has been in another time. Maybe that's part of another time. It could be a time of America. Because they've been fucking around with time a lot in that show. Because I was going to say, because then again, you had Sif show up. Show up. From MCU. But, in but they went forward in the future <clears throat> where the Creed was running shit backwards in time, back where black people were treated like black people. You yeah. Know? But now here's the thing: it's possible that it could be partially considered, partially considered at least one variant, or maybe more, because nobody, at least for the, the movies, nobody's ever talked about Coulson. Again. No, they haven't. So when Sif went back, if I remember, she did see him. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember. She didn't she, know about. That's him, what I'm though. saying. She, she, I don't think she ever knew who he she was. She never met him or knew that he died or anything. Yeah. So even if she got back, went, went back in Team Thor, or whatever. And I thought that was a nice little Easter egg, giving Sif a cameo. Yeah, and uh, uh, going through the, again the circle. And his his jail was that loop of Sif fucking kneeing him in his nuts and giving him the right cross and to show that till basically he learned something that I'm a fucking mess. I'm a hot mess and I can't help myself. I need to learn how to help myself. And again, when you know spinning off these shows, watching. And it really is. At first, I really watched. I watched it before taping, and I told you because I thought Haley Atwell was a good-looking woman. I was main seller on me. Sometimes I wasn't even paying attention to the show. I watched the first season of Agent Carter after watching Black Widow movie, and a lot of it locks up. You watch that, and you watch the shit they talked about Black Widow. About the, uh, the Red Room and the Soviet Super Soldier Project and the Winter Soldier Project. All of that takes place on Agent Carter season one. Not only that, if you. Captain America, the first movie, the first Avenger, Steve and Bucky were talking about, or was it in the second one, Winter Soldier? One of those movies they talked about going on a Ferris wheel with these two girls. Yeah. And the one girl, he said, what's her name? What was her name? The blonde? And he said, Dot. They called her Dot. I don't think it's a coincidence that you have a couple Dotties on the Marvel Universe. The Dot slash Dottie was a member of the Red Room 
who was an original Black Widow that was hired to kill Peggy Carter when she lived in the all-girls home when she was working undercover. Yeah, and I do remember I do remember a blonde trying yep. to kill. And that's her name was Dottie. Yep. And then she shows up again in the second matter, matter of fact, Agent Carter breaks her out of jail in season two to help her get this blood sample from Whitney Frost, Madam Mask, who has like this they call, they call it zero matter. It's like this black symbiotic goop. Yeah. Before they had the rights to use venom, I think they were very uh, touching on this. So that's that show, Agent Carter. You get a lot about the brainwashing techniques of uh, the Winter Soldier program and the combat techniques and the way these children were raised. Because they were, they show they raided Agent Carter raided a fucking red room where there were all these beds with kids. And Doc does it to this day. They said she sleeps with her handcuffs, her arms handcuffed to a bed because it's the only way she can get a good night's sleep. And that they were raised that way. So if you go back and watch Agent Carter, the two seasons they had, you'll get a lot more insight, more than you think you should get. And you start putting these breadcrumbs together and it makes perfect sense. And then if you watch Black Widow, Black Widow adds more fuel to that fire because it talks about if you watch Black Widow, they, at the end they even show the scientist who uh, worked on the Winter Soldier program. And I want to say the main villain, oh yeah, yeah, the main villain in season one of Agent Carter, he was a hypnotist. He hypnotized, he worked in Russia, he was hypnotizing people by moving his ring and using certain catchphrases to get you to do shit. Yeah. Very similar to the book that, you know, Bucky was being programmed with. When the series, season one ends, he gets locked in the jail. And they say the only way you could stop him from hypnotizing you, they had to wire his mouth shut so he couldn't talk. And who did they lock him in jail with? Arnim Zola. Yep. Who ends up, who's the guy who created the Winter Soldier, who helps create S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good Easter egg that I never paid to at first watching. And also, uh, the, they see the guy in the, in Black Widow made it to the point that they couldn't turn against him because he had the, the pheromone. pheromone thing, but also, I think it was his ring. Yes, that controlled the data on the computer. Yeah. He updated everything that that doctor did and that Zola did and brought it to the 21st century and had, literally, he was using it where he was downloading programs into his daughter's suit, the Taskmaster, yeah. to do whatever, you know, she didn't have to just watch it. He could have just programmed, all right, Captain America fighting techniques and slid it right chip into her fucking uniform. a la The Matrix. And she couldn't, and none of, none of the widows, even though they knew they were doing bad things, like Bucky says, I remember everybody I killed, and I couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. These girls can't stop themselves either because they're tuned to the programming and shit they can do about it. So, yeah. These shows are so well written, and when you go back and watch Agent Carter, look who the showrunners are. Oh, yeah. Marcus and McFeely. And, and, and it's more or less the, the, the fact that uh that they blend all, even all the way back to that stuff right, that leads right. into the, into today. They could have easily admitted that shit and they did. And I think that here's another one that no one pays attention to. There's a guy on Agent Carter. He's one of those characters you love to hate. He's a I do anything to get ahead type of deal. He's a, of course one of the pro- executive producers was Kevin Feige. Yeah, of course. And he's like uh, trying to uh, work his way up to SSR, and turns out in the drawing combat he uh, froze and had a bunch of people killed, but got a fucking purple heart for it. So he'd do anything for a medal. I don't remember the character. Uh, I believe we're talking about Dewey. Is that his name? Roger Dewey, SS, SSR chief. Yes. Overseas, uh, Agent, yeah, overseas Agent you, Carter. You see his adult version, and I never put it together. He's an Ant-Man. 
He's the one that fucking pimp punched in the face when he talked about, oh, what did you, what did you do last time when your uh, wife went missing type of deal? And then he tried to steal the yellow jacket micro suit that was pro, you know, and then yellow jacket, I think, threw him out of a helicopter or some shit. But yeah, that's the same character. He's just an older man now. So Julie was involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. So everybody's not, you know, it's just not such a big secret. Everybody in S.H.I.E.L.D. was crooked. So, except for Nick Fury. And even they, even him, he lied about, well, he never really lied. He just never really told the truth about how he got that eye. Yeah. So, it's just, uh, it's, Marvel makes these shows fun that you can do this research on your own. And even if you're wrong, it's still fun going down those rabbit holes where, again, the distinguished competition just watch this movie. We're going to force feed it to you like the sugary snack that it is. Watch it. Don't pay no more attention to it. And just take it for what it is. So, also, again, we talked shortly. I think we did a podcast on Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I still thought that that worked yeah. out well. And, uh, I like the way it started off as Falcon and Winter Soldier and it is Captain America. Captain America and Winter Soldier. Now, people are like, well, what about Buck? He's still the Winter Soldier until he fucking, you know, the programming is now, he's finally accepting his, his responsibility for the shit that he did. That's, again, he has acceptance. It took him a while, you know, yeah. to work through it. And instead of talking about it, you got to do it. And yet, like Spocker said, you got to put the work in. And you put the work in. And, and at least uh, the way it looks as far as at the end of uh, Winter Soldier, that programming is no longer no longer effective. Effective because they even said the word. And he had to just get over that last stumbling block and that was telling that Chinese dude that I killed yeah. you and, and again, it's painful it had to hurt I'm glad they didn't go with a hug and it's all better now, nope that man, you you know you killed my son, I no, can't be hanging with you and he needed to feel that so the next time we see Bucky Call me crazy, but I won't be surprised if he's not in Wakanda forever as the white Goku, yeah, Goku, 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 which I think will be a great call. And also, and, and, and now it's the whole thread rules and stuff. Um, Black Widow's been out for a while, uh, but the end credit scene for that. Oh yeah. Where I mean, but also at the same time, see, now this is the one thing I'm wondering. Because either they, I mean, which I don't put a bad Marvel to already know about this stuff. But we first see Allegra. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just gonna call her Allegra. Or Val. Yeah, or Val. We first see her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But and then one of the end credits for Black Widow is her walking up to. Uh, Yolanda? Yeah, Yelena. And saying she has a job for her, that she they want her to kill somebody. And then they hand and she hands her a picture of Clint. Now, was that, I, I I'm sort of wondering, is that a scene that they put in? No. After? They did that scene first. And that's what I'm but saying. But being that Black Widow was put on the shelf for a while, yeah, it really does not matter it at all. It doesn't matter with the continuity at all. It doesn't matter with the continuity. Uh, like, it works even better now that it came out second because the next show coming out live action is Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah and that's what I was going to say. Is Yelena going to show up on Hawkeye? Oh, yeah. She's, uh, I don't think Yelena... Yelena may show up... Yelena may be the one that could maybe kill Hawkeye. That causes... Kate Bishop to come to New Hawk because yeah. she's being trained by him. But also, and it ain't even it ain't even the fact that it's just a hearsay. It's definitely gonna happen. They say that um, Echo is in there, yeah. and Echo's a, a Latin Native American who has the she's deaf, but she has the ability to repeat powers very similar uh, or to athletic moves like Taskmaster. Yet she's raised by Wilson Fisk, and Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back in the Marvel Universe. And what other character could he play? 
It's gotta be the Kingpin, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the character that that the character that the Echo character was raised as. Not to mention in uh No Way uh, uh Farquhar's No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh yeah. No Peter Parker's supposed to be represented by Matt Murdock. Yep. Played by the same guy, you know, from the TV show. Uh, Charlie, 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 Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. So I think that uh, if you do a soft reboot, you don't even need to do this, 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 the origin of any of these characters. Yeah. Just, the true fan will just accept what came before. Yeah. Also, spreading that. Now, rumor says they may even be. I don't know why you would have Iron Fist and Shang Chi, but you really don't need it. Nah. And Shang Chi from the trailers look fantastic. Everything they're doing looks good. Uh, what if is our next show coming out to the Marvel? Uh, August. August, which is not too far. Yeah, We're in August now. Not too far. So, so yeah, basically, like a, at least from the recording of this podcast in two weeks. So, before we leave you, we're just going to deal with the elephant in the room where Scarlett Johansson who got paid $20 million for Black Widow is suing the Disney Corporation for simul-releasing Black Widow in theaters as well as on the Disney Plus. Which I guess she considers, or at least her lawyers or representatives consider a breach of contract. They consider it a a breach of contract, saying that she it will it's interfering with the extra monies that she could earn on the back end, you know, getting percentage of box office bills. Now I go both ways with this. Yes, it may have been a breach of contract, but we're dealing with this show coming out during a pandemic. So it never went to theaters. It was delayed a year. It was year. delayed for a year and a half. You could sit on it for another year, but if you do that, you're backing up the pipeline of all these other shows. Yep. Then, Disney's excuse, and people are like, oh, that's a bullshit excuse. I think it's bullshit that someone gets paid $20 million to be in a movie and, and is complaining about it. That's just me. And it's not like Black Widow's character, his spoiler, she's dead and she's not coming back, nor should she. They already showed her replacement in the new Black Widow movie, so. But also, this is taking place before. Right, so. She all, died, so everything is pretty much. Oh, now. I agree. And to say that this is the one thing, though. Um, now that the movie came out, some of the things are some of the, some at least some of the speculations I heard of the reason that she sacrificed herself was for the Yelena. I ain't buying that because Yelena, even though it was her quote unquote family, Clint was her family because Clint was the one that didn't kill her. Clint was hired to kill her, didn't mm-hmm. kill her, brought her in the shield, who then became an Avenger. The Avengers were her family. She, I think, uh, she, and rightfully so, she told her. I mean, damn, the right, how, how dense do people gotta be? She, let me do this. I need to do this. It's for you and your family. Duh. Because she wants, because he, he went through that. Was Yelena running around? Maybe yes. Maybe Yelena was running around killing people. Because that's what she does. Because now that we know she's working for fucking Val, she didn't do it for her. Yelena, if anything, she walked right back into that trap that she supposedly had walked out of, of being an assassin. Except now she's just not being physically controlled. Right. Now she's doing it because she wants to. So. Yeah, I'm not buying that. She, I think, Widow sacrificed herself so Clint could stop living with grief and get his family back. And also, he, so he didn't sacrifice himself. Right, because Clint was gonna. What if Clint, you know, and, and Black Widow looked at it that way? What if you 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 take yourself out of the picture, you kill yourself, and your wife and kids come back? Mm-hmm. Then what? Then what do we do? Just let me do this. You saved me years ago. I'm going to save you now. 
and I and it's it's a sweet way of doing it. And they all just don't retcon it and say he did it for Yelena because Yelena was all she knew was being a killer. She's still a killer. She was a killer when we seen her. Sure, she she knew being a killer and that those people were her family. Now she doesn't have that family. She doesn't have that moral compass. She has values. And she has that quote unquote particular set of skills. So and she doesn't even have will. Right. It's just her sisters though. She don't have any of that. So getting back to this lawsuit, I see Disney's point of saying So what you're saying is we should have released this movie during a pandemic where the movies were where closed. Where most of the theaters are closed. Like, I'm talking about like now. Most of the there's theaters open, but a lot of the chains are closed and may not ever open. So, we release that movie to that. You will get less box office. And then you, and, and you're, sure, you're guaranteed your 20 million, but you're gonna get less box office. You know what else is gonna get less box office? Disney's gonna get less box office, because it's a business. So when Disney made that decision to sign on with cast, we release both of these things. Disney gets people, if they want to see this movie bad enough, they will get the subscription, but still have to pay an extra 30 bucks, an extra 30 bucks to see it. Which, who's getting a, a, a pinch of that gross? Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. So why are you complaining about it? And what I said before we started taping, she set precedent now where people are going to be like, fuck that, I want to sue too because I wanted my movie in the theaters, just in the theaters, and you're, you're breaching my contract. Yeah, because actually when I, had, uh, when I was trying to think about it earlier, Emma Stone was thinking about doing the same thing because Criella was released in theaters and on Disney simultaneously, so... Well, Scarlett Johansson started it first. Yep. So, and the thing is, once the quarter is up, is when you get the total numbers and you get those percentages, and then that goes to to the town. Mm-hmm. Now, does here's my thing. It's just like a TV show, which it is. You're gonna get fucking money every time it's aired. You know, there's people that like. Or living on residuals or like sitcoms and shit forever in a day. You know, like people like like Damon Williams is still getting money from fucking Sanford and Son. Motherfucker never had to work a day in his life after that show. He's still getting fucking residuals. I, 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 as JR Jim Ross says, I'll give you some fucking mailbox money. I don't mind some mailbox money. But what she's doing is it's gonna cause a tidal wave for, for greed. And I was so glad because the first person they went to was the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment, The Rock. Are you willing to sue now? Yes, because his Jungle Cruise was released was in theaters and, in the, and, and on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. And The Rock, are you? No, no. Why would he? Why would he fuck up that relationship that he started? Way, way in the back when y'all hated The Rock. When The Rock was doing Tooth Fairy. When he was doing the Tooth Fairy. Y'all hated his ass. He's, he was laying the groundwork then. Now, if you go on Disney Plus and watch these shows called Behind the Attraction, it's about all these different theme park rides they have Twilight Zone, that Trenton, and, the tra- and Space Mountain, and the Jungle Cruise. Look at the credits. Executive producer, Dwayne Johnson. Co-executive producer Danny Garcia. Co, uh, I guess it's co-co-executive producer yeah. Hiram Garcia. So again, he still hires his ex-wife and ex-brother. Oh, I don't know how he does so, that magic. Seven bucks, per, seven bucks production. And he's in bed. Seven bucks production is in bed with this. I can't think of. A, I can think of worse fucking bedmates. Trust me. And right now. He, 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 he's so electrifying and so powerful that he can work Marvel and DC at the same time. Right. This is what our next podcast that the Midnight Syndicate need to do. I don't know if we can do it off our heads. I think it'll be funner off our heads, but we have to write it down. I think we should do it off our heads next time we do a, a, a show. Of, ca- of actors who cross-pollinated both universes, Marvel and DC. 
because there's so many of them. Yeah, I, I, I can think of a couple of them right now, but we can save that for the next. Right, the next time we get together, and, and we should do something like that. So, again, watch these Marvel Plus shows. Loki is very good. Again, these shows take on certain life lessons. What from from uh, the stages of grief with WandaVision to racism and res- responsibility, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and for Falcon, uh, for Loki, um, just acceptance, acceptance and love of oneself is what you get out of that show. So we got a lot of stuff coming. Like I'm waiting to see how they're gonna do. Uh, what's your name? Ironheart. Yeah, Miss Marvel is, is is in the pan. Ironheart, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. She-Hulk is almost done. Uh, Hawkeye is. Hawkeye is done. done. So they then, got, um, then you're gonna have um. Also, you have Moon Knight. You have Iron Wars. Iron Wars. Secret Invasion. Yeah, Secret Invasion and Nick Fury on so. Here we go. Quick question. With all these great actors in all the great shows that we've seen talked about for our Disney Plus Marvel. You got Elizabeth Olsen, who was fantastic in WandaVision. Paul Bettany, fantastic as the Vision. You had uh, Anthony Mackie as Falcon slash Captain America. And, and even, uh, what was his part in the name again? Uh, uh, Sebastian Sand, great actor. Then you go Loki, great, Tom Hiddleston, great actor. And the girl who played Sylvie. All great actors. None of them win the get a Golden Globe nomination. Cheeto does. For what? The first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier? The motherfucker was on screen for six minutes and he gets a. I, I told y'all before these award shows are all bullshit. Even he said, Why did I get nominated for an award? I wasn't even on that show. He don't even remember being on it. Okay, you want to give it to a brother? Give it to Carl Lumpkin. On that show, Carl yeah. Lumpy was. I, just, I think that is a fucking Isaiah. That is a great Disney Plus show in the making of Isaiah finally sitting down and talking to his grandson, telling his stories about his exploits as the first black captain. And then you have flashback scenes back in the Vietnam War. Sebastian Stan loses his arm to him. It shows all the shit that he had to go through and all the racism and the facts. Even having him in jail, seeing how he was treated. And I think that will be done, and that will fucking really pull a lot of heartstrings. I think Marvel Disney need to hear this podcast and make it happen. Carl Lundy, I'm pretty sure, will be up to, to the challenge. And then it gives you the reason why the grandson wants to be a member of the Young Avengers. Because they've already set the table for that. Oh, yeah, because you already got, uh, you got Wicked and Speed from WandaVision. Yep. You already got uh, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye. You got Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. You can throw Echo in there. Yeah, Echo. And then uh, you need the Patriot. Which, and, who, who could be uh, Isaiah's grandson? Isaiah's and use, uh, oh, and then what if we get a scroll? To be the new the Hulkling uh, and make the Hulkling a female. Who's to, who's to say that we they might not show up? Well, I'm not saying it's going to show up in She Hulk, but. Well, showed up in Loki if you paid attention. Remember yeah. they were going through the fucking turnstile and one of them got fucking pruned? Mm-hmm. That, that was a scroll. So. This is our report on basically all of Marvel TV shows. We're sticking to the Loki show. There's not a show, and it, these shows, I tell you, make you want to go back and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but definitely want you to go back and watch Agent Carter because, uh, tits up, man. Best thing going for you. I mean, it's almost like a drug now. When these shows aren't out, you don't have nothing to fucking deal with but watch old shit. That's because that's what I do. Or watch people on uh, YouTube doing what we're doing, talking about the shows. Because, yeah, because I was actually sitting there thinking about it. I was like, okay, Loki's done. What can I watch? I know, Hawk, I know Hawkeye's out. When is Hawkeye? And then I saw, when I saw Hawkeye, was like, November. I was like, wait, hold on, no. The last ones were like, and then I saw, that's right. <laughs> what if 
what? comes out. I say that'll be about uh, like a, a, a month and a half of stuff. And then by the time that time rolls around, and when what if is over, <laughs> when what if is over, Shang Chi comes out. Yeah, yeah. When uh, Hawkeye comes uh, out right around the time of. Uh, Spider-Man comes out around Christmas time. So Hawkeye come up before. And here's one thing that, who knows, maybe it will be answered in the Eternals movie. Why didn't they step in? Yep. <laughs> they never stepped in. For any nation that went down, what, what Age of Ultron, yep. uh, Infinity War, with Endgame, why didn't they step in? the attack in New York. So, so they're gonna have to do some fucking have a brainwash and everybody was sleeping or something. They're gonna so do something. They, they, they'll probably wind up uh, giving a reason because Marvel always do. They always do. They'll come up with something. So that's our take, Midnight Syndicate, movies, Black and Chaos on the Marvel Universe, a la Loki and this Plus shows. And hopefully nobody fucking follows suit with this Black Widow lawsuit. I think that's all gonna be settled out of court. And Again, they probably got so much beef footage if they need to use her to come back on just to show her face, they can just do that. But I'm pretty sure, you know, Kevin Feige's gonna try to have to play the referee and keep every all parties happy. And because look, can't say it's not impossible. He get he gave a Spider-Man right from fucking Sony. Can't say it's not impossible. He got creative input in Venom and in Mobius. Morbius, wrong guy. But everybody that's working in so on the Sony side of Marvel, Feige's in there steering the shit. So with that, check us out on blacklist.com. Go on blacklisted Facebook page, Instagram, all that good stuff that you're hearing in the beginning of the show. You check us out the same black time, same black channel, blacklisted podcast. Peace. Say the butt.